Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office equipment solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you at 134 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Uh, we'll get to a bunch of texts here momentarily on uh, John Sexsmith's appearance on today's edition of Oilers Now. But not before I tell you that the best pizza in the city is still making it great. It's Royal Pizza. Royal Pizza has multiple locations in Edmonton, including the original Royal Pizza in Old Strathcona. Royal Pizza has been Edmonton-owned and operated for 48-plus years. Mike Hanley's group at Royal Pizza, old-school big-boy pizza, nothing fake, none of that synthetic crap that you get at some of the other pizza places in town. Royal Pizza, still making it great. Royalpizza.ca, where the Stoffer recommendation is... Mediterranean chicken. All right, here we go. You can text us on our Westlock Ford text line at 630-630. Mitch has texted the show. Bob, John Sexsmith was great today. He sounds like a terrific guy. Again, you can text us. Uh, Jack says, a great hour with John. Please tell him that I'm glad to hear that he's doing well. Colin has texted the show to say, real good hour uh, with uh, uh, John Sexsmith. Brian has texted the show. Bob, awesome paradise by the dashboard light. Special high school memories. Again, John's meeting with uh, Meatloaf. Roland has texted the show twice in one day from Roland today. John and Bob, thanks for carrying the torch for some of Edmonton sportcasting greats like Al McCann, Ernie Afghanis, John Wells, Chris Cuthbert. Well, uh, I spotted for John Wells. I've done stats in the past for Chris Cuthbert. I think John has as well. Ernie Afghanis is uh, he's a he's a beauty, and Al McCann was a very gifted broadcaster. Uh, Elkie says, "Bob, uh, Tom Wilkinson had more heart than talent, but he made things happen." This text comes in saying uh, from Paul, uh, Bob, you mentioned Dale Potter. I had Dale Potter as a teacher as well. Great player and teacher. Remember him asking a question, receiving the answer, and asking if you were sure, making you question your answer. And his reply being, stick to your guns. Uh, Again, you can text us at 630, 630. Lots more texts coming in. Uh, from uh, John's appearance here on the show. And, Bob, I thought about this this one from Tony in Calgary. Uh, I thought about the story uh, with Aginla being a last-minute invite to the 2002 Olympic team. And was that Kevin Lowe that actually drove him uh, down to uh, to BAMP for that? I'll, we'll have to check on that. I'm not sure uh, that it was uh, Kevin. But again, you can... Oh, here it is right here. I actually drove him from St. Albert. Can you confirm? And uh, Tony went on to uh, comment that, yes, the king of puns indeed uh, was uh, John Sexsmith to start. Topher out of Red Deer. Bob, worst episode ever. Topher's like the Calgary Flames fan, right? Is that the deal? We talked about your guy, Jerome McGinley, to start the show. 
Relax, Topher. It's all good. Matt uh, shoots us a text. He is from Lac La Biche, Alberta. And Max says, Bob, love the show. Our thoughts are usually perfectly aligned, listing up in Lac La Biche, Alberta. Um, Peggy says, Bob, regarding... Uh, Cam Talbot in the start to the order season last year. There was nothing wrong with Talbot. Uh, the team did not perform. That's what was wrong with the group. So there's a different uh, level of uh, responses via text 630-630 on our text line to uh, multiple different topics, the CFL and the NHL that we got to. All right, as promised, uh, now... Over the course, three of the next four days, I will be out at the Oil Country Championship, uh, which is uh, part of the McKenzie Tour. Uh, tomorrow, several members of the Oilers organization, both uh, current players and past players, will be joining us. And uh, we'll have a, uh, a heavy show uh, taking place out from the Petroleum Club tomorrow. Next week, multiple members of the Oilers organization, multiple members of the Calgary Flames organization are involved. Brendan, have we got Sheldon lined up here? Because it looks like he, he dropped. Uh, are involved in the Battle of Alberta Golf Tournament. It is uh, to uh, take place in support for the Child Advocacy Center. And at this time, we're going to uh, welcome back to the show, because he did the show a few years ago, Sheldon Kennedy, who, of course, is an Order of Canada recipient. Sheldon, it's Bob Stoffer. How you doing? Good, Bob. How you doing? Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is a this is a pretty cool event that's going to take place in Red Deer. It's an inaugural event. How did this whole thing come to fruition from your perspective? Like, what happened here? Well, I mean, it was probably, geez, I don't know, two, three years ago. I guess there was a group of of um, uh, individuals from Red Deer that um, wanted to make a difference in their community around mental health issues and. And, uh, you know, dealing with their young people, they'd, they'd had some traumatic uh, losses with uh, a lot of young people taking their lives and, and they wanted to try to get to the root cause of it. And so we got connected. I ended up playing, I used to play hockey with a guy named Terry Lowen, who's spearheading that group up there in, in Swift Current. And uh, they brought a, a group down to uh, check out the work that we were doing at the Sheldon Kennedy Child Advocacy Centre in Calgary. And uh, they wanted to try to create a, a replica uh, of that center in Red Deer, and uh, so they've been—they got an unreal crew up there that are doing great work uh, and making things happen for sure. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's going to be a big time event. Uh, basically, there's there's a team of uh, current and former Oilers players and a, a team of current and former Calgary Flames players, um, and I know that uh, it's it, it, it's it's not a cheap event. Like it, it's 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 certainly going to be supported well. But speaking of support, what does it mean for you? to have the organizations involved as heavily as they are to support this event in Red Deer? Well, it, it's huge. I mean, you know, uh, over 22 years ago, um, you know, when, when I was t telling my story, it was, uh, you know, it was looked at as an, as an isolated case and, and a hockey issue. And, and the reality is, is we know that it's not, it's not just a hockey issue. It's, um, and it's not just an isolated case. It's uh, this issue is is wide uh, ranging and um, and has no boundaries. And so, you know, when we look at the Edmonton Oilers and the Calgary Flames and and the names that are involved on both sides and the legacies that they both have, uh, to come together to champion and to move forward in a community an issue and a collective front to deal with. Uh, the ongoing crisis that we see with with young people and and old people, um, you know, it, it feels good and you know it's it's humbling actually because you know uh, you, you, 
I didn't get into this to to you know particularly having an event of this status or to to get these issues to to where they are today um you know i got in it to tell my story to hopefully help one person and i think that uh you know where we've been able to get to and what we've been able to learn i think the biggest thing is is that we've learned so much about the impact of of early childhood trauma and and you know it's the biggest contributor to mental health and you know and i think that when you look at the legacy of the oilers and the individuals involved and the legacy of the flames and the individuals involved there you know they have uh they have a lot of uh, their voices are loud and with these issues we need loud voices and we need a focus and i think what this what this tournament has given us has given us those voices and it's given us a focus and we've got a great crew in red deer that are going to pull this off sheldon uh, your time in in swift current i mean and ian, ian herbers is coach in the university of alberta again but spent the last three years on the other staff he's a friend of a friend of mine and a friend of the show uh you know he's he's a very quiet man on some of these topics uh, peter kozowski I, I ended up uh he married into my family Family, and he's now a police officer oh. here in town. Uh, he was on your Memorial Cup championship in '89. A great skilled player. I think he was hurt that year, or had mono or something. But there's 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 lots of connections to people from the Edmonton area with Swift Current. And just the range of experience, and I talked about this with Peter Soberlack a few years ago on the show, of course, an Oilers first-round pick, the ranges of the experiences and just how much you guys went through from the, the bus accident and then, and then you know, winning all under the context the whole time of what was going on with Graham and why there wasn't the counseling uh, there for, your you know, the guys on your team, and then winning the Memorial Cup in 89. I mean, it really did run the full gamut, didn't it, in terms of what you guys went through? Yeah, it did, and you know, two great people. Three, Peter. We had some, you know, some great people on that, uh, and I think that's the reason that we were able to pull it off. Is we had some unreal character players, and you know, Ian Herber's a great guy. I actually saw him. I saw him a couple of years ago at the Alberta Hockey uh, Foundation Golf Tournament. Peter Kozelski, I was riding in the uh, ride to conquer cancer, and he was in there. He's in there every year, and uh, he was my centerman. And a great centerman he was. And I remember always the swings through Edmonton because his brother was the chef. So we used yeah. to love wheeling in, wheeling in there and getting a good meal. But, uh, you know, it was an interesting time, Bob. It's, uh, it's hard to kind of put it all in context. But I think, you know, it, uh, you know, from the bus accident to, to, you know, dealing with Graham, whether you were directly impacted by Graham or you weren't directly impacted, there was a sense that something wasn't right. And, uh, there was just always chaos. And, and to be able to play through that chaos and to be able to, you know, it was, it was a very, uh, you know, a very tight group. And I, we had to be tight. And I think that, you know, at the end of the day, from, you know, what I know of the individuals that I've talked to that were on that bus and the team, and, you know, basically it was, uh, you know, we were playing for the four guys that we lost. And, and there was a number of us on the, the Memorial Cup team, but it was... Um, it was interesting, and, you know, and I think, you know, when I look back on it, and, you know, I know Bob Nicholson's, you know, I mean, the president there in, in Edmonton. And, right. And, and I've known Bob for, for a lot of years. I mean, he'll tell you the first day first day on his job uh, with Hockey Canada was the phone call that he got that, uh, um, you know, Graham James had been charged, and this case was forefront and center. So, you know, Bob Bob and I uh, and, and, you know, some others, I mean, Lanny and, McDonald and we've had some conversations and the conversations from the very get-go were what are we going to do to make a difference what are we going to do to try to make a difference 
for the other young people and individuals coming into the game. And, and I remember that conversation, and that was basically 22 years ago. And we've set out to train and educate the bystanders because we believe um, that with these issues, child abuse issues, sexual abuse issues, you know, what did we learn in school? Well, we learned stranger danger, right? But yep. the reality is, is 98% of the cases, it's not strangers. And so the, the more that we can educate the good people in the game, the 98% of good people in the game, and give them the tools to, you know, to have a confidence to have that conversation or ask questions, um, I think the safer we're going to be. And, you know, we just, with the, the organization that um, we spearheaded with Respect Group, uh, we just trained over a million people. And so, you know, hockey, uh, hockey has been a leader um, in the prevention and early intervention on these issues across this country and, and anywhere that I know of uh, around the world. And, and I think that they need to hold their head up high. And, you know, they took a dark issue and, and they've made it and they're doing good things with it. Well, I, I thought it was uh, really poignant when I saw a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of the guys that went through the tough experience in Swift Current there to support, you know, the families and uh, their survivors and uh, all the people that were involved, obviously, with Humboldt and Saskatoon and, you know, Todd McClellan and, and Glenn Gullitson ended up flying in immediately upon the conclusion of the regular season for those two teams. And it, it sometimes it, it just illustrates that communities can come together to assist, not that anybody's going to ever completely get over it, but, but assist in that process along the way and help look after each other. It was a, a really cool thing to see in a very difficult scenario. Hey, I'd be remiss without doing this, Sheldon. Jerome McGinley retired today. And yep. you, you finished up your Flames career in the playoffs. Jerome uh, got into some games that year back in the mid-1990s. Just a thought. Did you know fairly quickly right away that you were looking at a guy that was going to be a world-class player and a, you know, a potential Hall of Famer? Like, did you have a pretty good feel about him at a fairly early age? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Jerome, uh, you can always tell when somebody's got, you know, got that little extra, um, you know, on the ice in practice and stuff. And, you know, I mean, Jerome's style of play, I mean, you know, he could score, he was tough. Um, you know, he, he could grind it. He could play whichever way you wanted him to play. And, and that was clear. And I think, um, you know, he was confident. And I think that was important when Jerome came in. I mean, he was young, but when he first came in, he was confident. And, and I think that's important. And, and uh, you know, and I, I stayed in Calgary. I mean, I, you know, I played very briefly with Jerome. I spent a year in Boston. And then the rest of my, you know, I live in Calgary. So I got to watch Jerome. I got to watch, you know, that whole crew uh, for a lot of years. And, you know, to see him perform in those very difficult years that Calgary went through, I think, was unreal. And uh, and to me, that's a champion. You know, you know, a lot of people can fold up tent and and and, and head her home, but uh, you know, Jerome Jerome plugged away and 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 he brought that team out and and made it to the Stanley Cup Game Seven and the Stanley Cup Finals. So it's good to see him uh, back in Calgary, and and uh, I wish him the best in his next phase of life after retirement. Hey, let's face it: if they had video review back in '04, he would have won the Cup because they would have won games. Well, six. exactly. Right? Hey, Think and, about and some of the some of the things back then, you wish they didn't have video review <laughs> <laughs> absolutely hey uh, just to wrap up sheldon so my i believe there was uh terry lowen told us on friday there may have been a foursome spot that opened up for the tournament in red deer for the battle of alberta this is all for uh the child advocacy advocacy center we'll tweet out a link through the show is there any other way that people can uh you know if, if they want to get involved with this event uh is there a way that maybe you can uh 
uh, point people in the direction to make that happen. Yeah, for sure. The uh, and it's going to be an unreal event. I mean, you know, the players that they have and and how they've structured it. It's uh, I'm actually blown away because their crew is uh, top notch. But um, you know, they could they could contact the Central Alberta Child Advocacy Center, okay. um, Battle of Alberta in in Red Deer, um, and that is uh, you know their their you can get their their uh, webs on the website there. Mark Jones, Terry Lowen. Um, or contact the mayor's office. I know Tara, Tara Veer is heavily involved, so phone the mayor. <laughs> Great stuff. You know, she'll, she'll, get, she'll get involved, and, and, and Bob, I just want to say thanks. Thanks for having us. Thanks for giving Terry the time, and, and thanks for your support on this. And say hi to Peter and Ian if you see him. Absolutely. We'll see you on Tuesday night next week. Take care, Sheldon. Okay, great. Thank you. You bet. That is Sheldon Kennedy. It's 149 at Edmonton, uh, the Battle of Alberta. So many individuals involved in this from an Oilers perspective. Uh, Glenn Sather will be at the event. Uh, Matt Benning uh, off the current edition of the Oilers. Glenn Anderson, Mike Krushelniski, George LaRocque. Uh, and don't know if I'd want to be in his foursome because he might be the one guy worse, that's a worse golfer than me, but he, he's going to be a fun guy. They've got Basically, it's a two-day golf event with a hot stove both nights, and it's going to be a lot of fun uh, down in Calgary. It's all for a terrific cause as well. 150 at Edmonton. We'll get back to some text, tweets, and emails. This is Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca That's proamsports.ca This is Oscar Clefbaum from your Edmonton Oilers and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Shed. Oscar Clefbaum there is a wild card for this season. I think we know what we think he's capable of doing. Like if he's healthy for the year and he's shooting the puck because he wasn't healthy shooting the puck last year, and that was evident. Brendan, can he be a double-digit, like, can he be a 10-12 goal, 25-assist, 30-assist guy? Oh, absolutely. If he's on the first power play, no doubt in my mind he can be, so we'll see. It's going to be interesting. If he stays healthy, of course. It's going to be interesting how they set that power play up, that first unit. First of all, I'm keeping McDavid on both units. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense, yeah. And I'm cutting his minutes on the penalty kill. Okay, especially now that you have Brodziak and Reader here, I, so I would I would double up McDavid and I would build one power play, uh, and have McDavid set off uh, on the left side half boards, not on the right side half boards, and then have a bunch of left shots on the right side for one timers. Keep Drysaddle in the middle bumper roll. Uh, have Nugent Hopkins on the uh, on the on the far side hash board, uh, half boards, and then um, Lucic to start to start as the net front presence and then Clefbaum at the point. And then on the second power play unit, might be a lot of righties. So McDavid might be sitting up on the opposite flank. Strom, maybe in a middle bumper roll. One-timer spot for Pugliarvi. Net front presence, maybe Ratty. Seriously, maybe Ratty. And then Bouchard. If he's here to start the year, that's a whole. So you could have McDavid with four righties and then McDavid with four lefties on two different units. 
And people say, well, that's crazy. Why wouldn't you just put Paul Yarvey on the first unit? Just be patient with Paul Yarvey. I'll have to wait and see on that front. Anything you wanted to chime in and add there? What do you think? No, I'm just... Am I missing anybody? Are you missing anybody? Hmm. Could you put Kajula instead of Ratty on that second unit? Because Kajula did an okay job competing for pucks in a, in, on puck retrieval on the power play. So could you put him there instead of Ratty? Maybe. Good. You didn't mention Lucic, did you? No, I said Lucic okay. on the first unit to start. Okay. Uh, maybe Benning. Maybe Benning. That's fair. Instead of Instead of Bouchard. We'll see where they're at. How good's London going to be this year in the OHL if they end up with both Winston oh, Bouchard geez. on the point? They're going to be pretty good clubs. Yeah, lots of options, lots to think about. I mean, if you're a coaching staff, you're likely looking at your looking your chops, trying to figure everything out. So we'll see what happens. It's only Get one- creative, you know, as you're talking about. That sounds creative to me. So, well, how about the who saw this? Is the thing about the off season? Like, you know what? When you have a year like Edmonton had, where they're the biggest disappointment in the league last year, you're going to have to deal with the criticism in the off season until you can prove it wrong. But who saw the Oilers' power play in 2016-17 went from uh, it was second in the league from December first on until the end of the season, right? Second, finished fifth overall. Did they were twelfth when Edmonton went into Dallas? Uh, they played Vegas on a Thursday night, flew into Dallas on a Friday. McDavid was sick, played against the Stars. Talbot had a tough game in Dallas, gave up a couple bad goals. And McDavid ended That's the game where a couple of writers in town uh, leveled him with some shots. And, of course, he was really sick at that point. But the power play was 12th at that time. It finished 31st. I did not see that. I mean, not how, how would you, And to think that McDavid won the scoring race going away. And the power play regressed to the level that it did. Crazy stuff. Well, Tampa Bay's top unit had four lefties. Mm-hmm. Now, it's... one of them is Kucherov, who can hammer it from the left side. But that's where Drysaddle was uh, in that uh, circle spot last year. One maybe you put Nugent. So maybe, yeah. Put Nugent Hopkins in the middle bumper roll and put Leon on that opposite side. Good point by you. If you want to line up on the left side, I think you were talking about that. might make sense. All right. Uh, who does uh, the multi-talented? Jack Cookson referred to Reed Wilkins. You tweeted out your photo. Edmonton sporting icon Reed Wilkins have on tonight. On he's got the he's got the coaches show right with the Eskimos with Morley Scott and Jason Moss. Yeah, that is taking place at seven thirty. He also has Jamie Nye on to talk about the Riders who are in town on Thursday, and of course they released Jerome Messam today. So that's an interesting story there. And he also has some pro am stuff as well. There you go. Uh, We will be back tomorrow live at the Oil Country Championship. Lots of uh, Oilers-related guests on tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Bob Layden, followed by the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. I'd like to thank our guest today, Sheldon Kennedy, as well as Eric Francis, and special thanks to John Sexsmith for popping in the studio. And thank you for all of you who participated in the interactive elements to Oilers Now today. So long, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Ched.